0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Hashtag Anxiety Podcast. I'm Cassie Gobb. Hi, I'm Lola B. We're happy you're here. We're so happy you're here. If you haven't been here before, our disclaimers are sometimes we use very colorful language and neither of us are licensed clinical professionals. So if you need any extra support, please make sure you are getting the support that you need. Lola B, I'm really excited about today and a little anxious.
1: Yeah, which makes total sense. So for our listeners, Cassie has a story to tell and I don't know the story. Like I, we've been, we've been friends for a lot of years and I don't know this story. So I'm learning it as our listeners are learning it and i um, ready, set, go. I'm ready. All right.
0: Okay. So before I get started, I have a couple questions for you. One, kay. do you know what a brony is? No. Is it an oh. urban dictionary thing? I feel like I need to figure out how to do video editing a little better, so I can make the more you know that little dun 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 sound. Yeah. <laughs> sound. Uh, so, a Brony is a grown man who loves My Little Ponies. It is a whole thing. Excuse they me. Have ex- convention. Ex- excuse me. It's a real thing. There is a documentary. Um, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still up. I think it's just called Bronies. Highly recommend it because it's weird and fascinating. All yeah. Time.
1: Yeah. No shame in the game. It's just, I just didn't know. I had I mean, no, I didn't know.
0: Everybody has their flavor. It's, it's an interesting <laughs> thing. Okay. So my second question, what do bronies, antique French furniture, Komodo dragons, vials of blood and me have in common?
1: Wow. Um, um, vials of blood is the only thing that i know about and that to me says billy bob thornton and angelina jolie but what they have to do with you i i can't wait to find out
0: yeah yeah so the common thread is billy bob thornton and if anyone is older or younger than us in the 90s i want to say billy bob thornton did wear angelina jolie's blood in a vial around his neck he's a little eccentric and she wore his Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was a double thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird time in the 90s.
1: It's still a weird time. (laughs) It's true.
0: So Billy Bob Thornton, that is what we are talking about today and who we are talking about today. And how I fit into this is, no, I'm not a famous actress, unfortunately. and You should be. I should be I've been saying that forever like somebody should just pay me to to read a few lines and right right
1: I'm sorry I interrupted I'm I'm so nervous
0: I'm a little nervous
1: about what you're going to say okay I'm ready it's okay because I mentioned brownies yes you (laughs) you led with that and I it's reeling it's it's just racing through my mind but I'll
0: try and settle in I wanted to kick us off with uh, something that would cause everybody anxiety. Well, you've (laughs) accomplished
1: that, I'm pretty sure.
0: (laughs) Grown men who love my little ponies. What more (laughs) could you be anxious about? Oh my gosh. So I'm going to tie it all together. Um, If you don't know, Billy Bob Thornton is an actor. He's quite handsome. He gets better looking with age. He's a little bit eccentric. He also has OCD, which is how I realized I have OCD. So when I was a teenager... And always had this weird thing going on and I knew I was different from everyone else and people didn't like obsessively worry that the stove was left on or have all these weird racing thoughts like did I run somebody over when I was driving today you'd think I'd notice but didn't <laughs> I have these like crazy thoughts all the time and I would never talk about it because I knew it was weird yeah uh, and so it was on MTV back when MTV was a thing when yeah. they played music videos when they played music and had yeah. some cool interviews, it might have been VH1, mm. one of those things. I was watching an interview with Billy Bob Thornton and he started talking about his OCD. And the thing he highlighted in this interview was how he counted, which is something that I used to always do. I still do occasionally, but I would usually count to 12 or 16, and he was saying, you know, I'd always have these things in my head. I count the stairs, and I do this, and he was very laissez-faire about it, and I thought, oh my God, that is what I have, and this is when the internet was new because, you know, people, I'm an old, so the internet was brand new. We had the dial-up internet on our shared family computer, so I frantically ran upstairs, Googled obsessive compulsive disorder, and that is... How Billy Bob Thornton essentially changed the course of my life. So, wow! Yeah, he doesn't know it. I thought about Shh. reaching out to his reps and being like, "Do you want to be on this podcast?" But
1: I think you should. We have nothing to lose by trying. I think I nothing we should. to lose.
0: My anxiety wow. got in the way, but yeah. So I always th- joke that Billy Bob Thornton, yeah, changed my life. He doesn't know it yet,
1: but he diagnosed your OCD. I so
0: know. did he tell? did he talk more about things than just counting? Yes. So he also has a weird obsession or fear of antique, I believe like French furniture. Um, So he talks about it. I think he did an interview with Oprah where he went into that a little bit more uh, Komodo dragons. He has a list of things that he like obsessively is, is weird about. They give that give those things give him anxiety. They give him anxiety. He, Um, his OCD manifests in a few different ways. So some of his fears, like his, um, fear of the antique furniture isn't necessarily part of his OCD, but definitely part of his anxiety. The counting is part of his OCD, a lot of repetitive behavior. So that's, that's really how his OCD manifests a little bit more and kind of how he helped me to realize, oh, that's what I have. And I could talk about it and I could not be as weird about it or stressed about it. Like, oh, I got this thing. It just is what it is. And I check the stove a million times before I go to bed. But you know what? My house is never going to burn down because of a a stove fire. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. So he normalized it for you in a way. He normalized it for me. The most eccentric guy at that time in Hollywood made something normal for me. Yeah. That is what a gift. And he is a brony, which is how bronies tie into this. I just recently learned he's a brony like he's not afraid of it he's not anxious about it it's not OCD Mm -hmm. he is
1: he loves my little pony
0: he loves
1: my little pony
0: I love that for him
1: yeah. <laughs> that it means just makes more. I yeah, I was just gonna say it feels like he's got that's maybe a soft tender heart, you know. And I find that interesting on a thousand different levels. but you know certainly one of them, it, it ties into all the things I have thought about. Those of us who are highly anxious and highly sensitive, we have really soft hearts. Mm -hmm. i feel like that's kind of a common theme and it's like dr hawkins was talking about last week about being a turtle Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: harm avoided and going into your shell because you don't want to get hurt well it's because we're protecting our tender hearts so the fact that he digs my little pony to me makes it sound like he's you know he's got a tender heart he's this has a sweetness about him at least in that way so Wow. So what, after you kind of figured that out, then how did your life change or evolve? I I mean, clearly you said you felt like, Hey, I'm not the only one. That's a huge thing, but did you do anything to make changes or to embrace it or to explore your OCD further because of that?
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely some power in just putting a name to it. So once I got a name for it and I had something to like, grasp onto and learn more about that made a huge difference for me and hopefully this podcast also helps people realize like you are not the only one because that also made a huge difference like you said knowing that oh I'm not the only one that is this flavor of crazy Um, (laughs) so that was really helpful Um, and thankfully with the internet I was able to learn a lot more kind of about just what I was experiencing and some things to do that might help when I was younger, most of those things didn't help because I was just a stressed out, angsty teenager, which yeah. didn't help. Right. That And only- you're trying to do it on your own, right? You,
1: you at this point hadn't really said much to your family or, you know, you didn't have support. Is that
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think my, there was two people, my cousin and my sister yeah. both kind of noticed and knew things and they just were like, oh, it's just your weirdness. Um, but we didn't really ever talk about it. My mom didn't know until I was married, moved out of the house, like late twenties. So uh, we never talked about it until at that point. But uh, I did a lot of research on my own, and the the fascinating thing about OCD, and I'm not an expert by any means, other than like how I experience it. So there are so right. many different things. I think people. I've mentioned this before when you hear OCD, you think, oh, you just wash your hands all the time and are afraid of germs. But that is only one way OCD manifests. Right. I'm not that person um, right. at all, other than when it comes to touching raw meat. I'm not a fan. I don't like the texture of it. I wear gloves all the time, but that's not that's okay. an OCD thing. It's a preference. Right, uh, right. But I I do count and check things a lot, which is sometimes how OCD will manifest. I have had there is something called harm OCD. And that's kind of that fear of, oh, my God, did I run somebody over? Yeah. Uh, So I'd sometimes like drive around the block just to make sure like there wasn't some body laying on the street that I ran over somehow and didn't notice. Um, And I've even seen there's some shows on TV and I don't know if they're on TV anymore. I don't remember what they're called exactly, but where they're they will let therapists into like a session with them. So there's are shows that go around kind of that level of OCD. And I remember yeah. seeing... This has been so many years ago, but it was a session with somebody who had harm OCD and was so worried she was going to harm her therapist and would have this reoccurring thought that she would like stab her therapist with a knife and like would have this thought over and over and over again. And obviously had no intention of ever harming her therapist. And so they did something called exposure therapy, where they had the this person bring a knife into the session and had it sit on the table and have had the client like hold the knife just to like prove to herself that she wasn't actually going to do any of these things. And the therapist obviously was well-trained. It was an expert in working with this type of OCD. So she also knew she wasn't in any danger, Right, Um, right. but these thoughts can become like so overpowering where it just is on a loop and repeat where the, the logic of things doesn't always kick in. And that's, um, that's how one way OCD can manifest. So I've, I've had that um, a little bit. I, I feel yeah. like I had that more when I was younger. I don't necessarily have that, that it doesn't manifest that way for me now. I have a
1: friend, it's been a number of years ago, someone that I worked with, and she had OCD, and she ended up taking medication for it at some point, she said, because it interfered, it got to the point where it interfered with her life. And she put it this way, she was also a checker, she would check things, and she said, I couldn't get out the door i couldn't get out the door in the morning and she's like i got of freaking go to work you know i have things i need to do and it was interfering in her life in that way and but medication was really effective for her for for it to just temper that down i mean she didn't completely make it go away but it made it so she could check five times instead of a thousand times and be able to get out the door and live her life and i i love that you know it's like she she knew what she needed to do i think there are a lot of people who who have some OCD tendencies, but I think there aren't as many of those who it interferes with their life where they can't get mm-hmm. out the door. And and that would be really stressful.
0: Yeah. I would think. We've talked about how I, I've not been formally diagnosed. I've self-diagnosed. Right. Uh, and I always say, no, I'm just OC, not OCD. Cause I'm right. not necessarily disordered. I don't think I can get out of the house. I can function. There was a period of my life Uh, when I was in college, and I was taking 18 credits, and I had three jobs, like I was a mess, I had no (sighs) sleep, I, it was ridiculous, Uh, and so obviously, lack of sleep is one of the things that triggers my anxiety, which makes my OCD behaviors worse, so there was a point in college where I also took medication, because I couldn't leave the house, I was so much, or I couldn't go to bed, because I was getting up to check the door so many times. So I did take medication for a while. And it was amazing. I had a great response. And it wasn't something that I needed long term, I got to a point where I set some better boundaries for myself. And I calmed my life down a little bit where I wanted to try getting off the medication and try things again. And I was able to manage it at that point. Is
1: that the period where you feel like you kind of um, started to hone your skills for your sleep hygiene? Because you're, you, yes. we talked about your sleep hygiene, that it yes. rocks. So
0: yes. was that a big piece of you being able to feel like you could be more in control? Yeah, I definitely cool. noticed, especially during that time when getting on medication, getting off medication, I noticed if my sleep was off that my my ocd was so much worse and i was so much more anxious and it was so much harder for me to function in life and took so much more energy i think well i guess i don't know but people without anxiety people without ocd i don't know if they just go through the day and are like it takes the same amount of energy i don't experience that i don't that think all. that's not how i
1: experience it either <laughs> it's a I'm, lot of work
0: right if i don't yeah. get enough sleep like Everything is so much harder. So, and then the anxiety is worse. So, then it makes it even harder. So, doing simple things like I just had to return 10 emails, like that would have been almost four hours worth of work versus 10 minutes worth of work. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: I'm so impressed and proud of you and the work that you've done. And I I think, you know, I think that's something that maybe our listeners, I hope, can take some comfort in that, you know, it, it doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't have to be bad. There are things we can do ourselves. There are things that we need some support with that, whether that's therapy or medication or family support or whatever that, that may be. I think it's a journey. I mean, I know people throw that term around a lot, but it, but it really is, you know, it's like, it's like last week with Dr. Hawkins where I'm like, yeah, can you, can you cure my anxiety in this session today? That'd be really helpful. That's just not how that goes. And it's not how it goes with OCD and it's all tied together, but I'm so proud of you for, not that you need me to be proud of you, but I am proud of you that you, you did what you needed to do to take care of yourself and to feel better and to, to walk, um, walk the earth in a more peaceful way. That just warms my heart. I'm so happy for you. And,
0: so All thanks of your to work. the brony, my brony friend Billy Bob Horton. <laughs> well,
1: you have people who support you and who yeah. you feel comfortable with to share oh. your your story and 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 heal really. And on the and I'm gonna die an anxious person, mm-hmm. right? That's that's just how that's gonna go. I hope I manage it as best I can and bring and still have joy in my life. That's really my goal is to continue to live my life and have joy and like you said, you know, people safe space where you can share that, share your, your difficulties and have some laughs about it. Yeah. Thank you, Cassie, for sharing your story today. That was interesting. I can't believe I've known you all these years and didn't know that story.
0: I love know. of Billy Bob Thornton. It's a real thing. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks so much for talking Thank today. You. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, remember to share your anxiety of the week with us. Tag us on Instagram at hashtag anxiety podcast.
1: We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Be well. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at hashtag anxiety podcast. Hashtag is spelled out. And you can find me, Lola B, at rrololabee.com.
0: And you can find me at Coach with Cassie or at CassieGobb.com. We'll see you next week.